Hey, Chris Manning here from Lockdown Cavs. Again, part two, Ken Carmen, 92 through the fan. What more do we have to say? Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoyment isn't the end game, it's the whole game. And only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Cavs need a three. Sexton works on Irving, trying to get loose. He'll fire. Hey! Knocks it down! Ground. Here goes Okoro to the bucket, and oh my! Okoro throws it down. Ten seconds to go. Here comes Colin Sexton. Sexton chased by Hill off the Stevens. Oh my! 45 ticks to go. That shot yes. is blocked by Nance. Get that big stuff out of here. Prince knocks down that Harden pass. Garland's there. Garland upstairs for no. Oh, look out! There you go. That's called team ball right there. Ken, let, we're getting towards the end of our time here, so I want to I want to wrap on. on oh a, hell, I'm sorry. No, no it's you're okay. fine. No, this is wonderful. Just, no, just this an interesting is fact: the Cavs were 11th in the league in attendance with 2,292 fans <laughs> at the what game. A, put and a banner the, up for it. Honestly. The Pistons were 20th at five. This this made me raise my eyebrows. They had 525 fans per game when they had fans available, which is that's that's just sad because Little Caesars is a nice right. arena too. Yeah, well. That's nuts that people will go just to see the new arena for crying out loud, man. Like it was bad before the pandemic on that new arena. Just yeah. saying. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. No, buy, like a, buy like a fifteen dollar like beer, like whatever. Um you you having looked at Cleveland sports as long as you have, and specifically the Browns, is there anything looking from how the like the, the Browns can tell like, the different sports, the leagues function differently, all that stuff, like quarterback and like the, everything just works differently. But is there anything in terms of what the Browns did to become like a normal functioning franchise that like has title hopes that the Cavs can like look at and say, okay, there's some piece of this we can like actually learn from or that the fans can look at that and say, okay, this is something we can learn from our fandom of the Browns and then apply it to the Cavs and make it make all make a little more sense. Yeah. You hit it on real high picks. Like, if Colin, if Colin Sexton, if, if say, like, some of the people, like, you guys mentioned Hiram. I know Hiram likes Colin Sexton a whole bunch. If they, if he's right and Colin Sexton goes from here, which here is not bad at all, don't get me wrong, but he's up here, we're off and running. Yeah. And it's the same, like, Miles, like Miles Garrett started off, he got 10 sacks, got banged up his rookie year, and he was here, and then he's here, and then he gets, then he gets suspended. But by the time he got suspended, he was, like, here, and then he's up here. And now that he has actual help on the defense and the secondary, we're hoping he takes that jump. Baker, it's the same thing. Even though he was turds in 2019, like you got to hit on the high picks in the right spots. I mean, it's a, it's still the same premise. As much as I hate it in the NFL, I just hate it in the NFL because I can go down a long-winded road. And you know, I know you don't have the time on that. No, well, but, no, oh, it, no, it's really, yeah, I didn't want to intrude with your time. Rant as long as you want, man. We'll run it. You well, know? I, I just think, you know, I, I, I see the, I see the NBA and I can see where the, it works in the NBA. Like, all right, the Suns had to do it to a degree and, and uh, anti-tank will say, well, Indiana, 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 Indiana. It's like, man, Indiana has never been this interesting. I don't care. They've never been as, again, Frank Vogel getting beat again. And, and he was in Indiana, and I've never seen Indiana be this interesting in the last 20 years. I'm sorry. It's true. Uh, the Suns are an interesting team. Um, th- there's there's points where maybe it doesn't work that well. Like, I know they have a really good nucleus in Boston, but they're kind of just floating, and we'll see how the – you know, when you have the injuries that happen to them this year, maybe they'll just be better in 2021 and 2022. But, like, okay, like the NFL, what's going to bother me, right, is I expect the Cavs to be good this year, and I think the Cavs could be really good this year, like really, really good. 
say they do something and they win the whole thing. It's such a copycat league. There will be people who did not live through 2016 and 17 where they just took a team that was already terrible at 3-13 and 13 and then just tanked the whole thing out. And they're going to look at this, it, people who didn't live through this, and say, this is how you do this. The, the Browns did this the right way. We need to do this the right way. And I think, okay, Jacksonville tried to do that, and they failed. They took Blake Bortles third overall, and then there was a problem there. They took – Miami tried to do it, and Brian Flores is actually too good a coach. And then they took the wrong QB. They took Tua Tonga by low instead of taking Justin Herbert. If they would have taken Justin Herbert, Christ, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what the Dolphins would be right now. I think it's I think it's an even more of a crapshoot in the NFL than it is in the NBA. Like if you get the number one pick in a lot of drafts, you know who you're taking. And if you get the number two pick, you know who you're taking. But in the NFL, eh, I, I think it's it's more of a crapshoot, and I think that's dangerous thinking. And so if there's one thing, there's two things that I think the Browns have done. One, I think the Browns are going to trick teams into making horrible decisions, and they're not going to have the luck and wherewithal the Browns did. Because say what you want to about John Dorsey, he knows football players. He's lost on certain issues when it comes to power, but he knows football players. And two, you guys may disagree with this. I actually think the Browns have made people better fans when they're good because I think that there's – I think that it's made them sharper and more demanding. I think it was – it's easier to just not pay attention when the Browns are bad. And so people aren't as – they're just attentive towards the Browns. They're not paying attention to the – to the Cavs, and they're not paying attention to the Indians. But now that the Browns are good and they've had winning and they felt winning, I think that the people who are football fans first, Browns fans first, I think they've become more demanding of the other two teams in town. That can always be a bad thing or an ugly thing, but I think it's made them – I think it's made them want to win more, and so I think in a lot of ways it makes them sharper. But I could be wrong, and I probably am, so we'll figure it out. I kind of think I like that thesis. I hadn't thought of it that way, to be honest with Thank you. Neither have I. We'll I like see. I we'll see. I mean, I you might. You, it's it's weird because you guys cover them very very closely, and so I think there's people who fly in and fly out, and mm-hmm. so there's probably some things that people say that you guys roll your eyes about. But I also think that people they they've tasted winning with the Browns, and now they expect excellence. And now that it's such a long off football, such a long off season. They're going to turn their attention to the Indians and the Indians give them a million reasons to be either angry or upset or happy or, or, or argumentative. And I think the Cavs, because we're just in this weird funk, but you're also in a league right now that could have, could have Milwaukee or could have Utah Salt Lake city or could have Denver, Colorado in the finals. And then there's going to be people going, wait a minute, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You, t- you told me we need to be, it's it's LA and New York and it's and New York's flimsy. I mean, the Knicks are the Knicks and Brooklyn just started getting it together. But you told me it's LA and New York and Miami is where these guys need to be. Well, why is Milwaukee there? Why is why is why is Denver and Utah there? Why are they there? And so now it it, it gets the bull running there for the fan and they start thinking, well, why not Cleveland? Why can't Cleveland do something like this? And you and Evan will say, okay, well, f- just like we were talking. Find me a Chris Paul. Find me a really good veteran, a future Hall of Famer who will actually be a professional in his twilight with a really young basketball team. And I'll say, good effing luck with that. But a fan thinks differently there. And at least they're passionate about it. If they're more passionate mm-hmm. about it, then they're more willing to listen to Cavs talk, which means they're more will- willing to buy into the team, which means hopefully they're more willing to buy tickets and go watch that team. The other, the other thing I'll add to that is I think 
this is where I wonder if what the Cavs are doing sometimes always is the most coherent strategy because I, I wonder if they need to go outside. I, I think ultimately like they need to go outside their comfort zone a little bit, not a lot of fronts, but I think one of the ways is like, I think you need some outside decision-making change up. Like, I don't think that necessarily means Kobe getting fired, but like you've hired internally for years with, from Danny Ferry to Chris Grant to Dan, to, uh, to David Griffin to Kobe. And then like Brock Oller, who was Dan's right-hand man for eight years is like the rumored guy. If Kobe ever gets fired, they'll just bring him in. He works for the Knicks now. Like I, if, if I, if I had, if I could give like, they shouldn't take my advice. I'm dumb. But if you're, if I were to say like, Hey, Dan, do this one thing, take your vast amount of money, interview as many people as you want and hire like Masai Ujiri's right hand man in Toronto. Hire like, Ooh. hire Arturis is like, who is, you should have hired Arturis who went to the Bulls. Hire someone from one of these organizations that is building the way that you sort of need to build it as a not glamour market and ape some of what they're doing. Like Toronto's G league program is like something that I cannot believe that some team hasn't tried to just like rip off and, yeah. and try and get right. Like do you use your money, which is a mat. You're the second richest owner in the league. You have a financial advantage if you're, and you're willing, you've historically been willing to spend. This is a way to like bust the mold. And then like, yes, you need to get lucky. Like the nuggets, like they got Jokic. Yes. But they drafted him the same year as they drafted Nurkic and Nurkic was yeah. the first round pick. Right. Yeah. Like it's not like they like planned for Nicole Jokic to be this, yeah. But you you had the system in place, and when things broke your way, you had the right things around it to sort of make it all work. And you have the financial backing to like go and do this if you're willing to break outside of your mold a little bit. I don't know what like the outside hire because I don't think it's like Danny Ainge, but I think there's probably someone you could hire. They could come in and like say, hey, like this isn't gonna mess with your power structure, Kobe. This is to help you, but go outside your box and, and alter the way you've kind of been doing business for a while. We're going to take a quick break here, pay some bills. And first up, we have a new sponsor, Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spent account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait. With Credit Karma money, you can win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma is a brand new checking account. Credit Karma Money, excuse me, is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursement for making purchases. When you use Credit Karma Money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements up to up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your instant karma cash will be added to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance over Bounce requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVP Bank Inc. Member FCSC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Let me give you a quick word from our today's other sponsor, Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer choosing the only brands in his warehouse happens to carry? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. 
rockauto.com is a family business and serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, at rockauto.com, prices are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle. Right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Check them out today at rockauto.com. I, I wonder, though, is, is that something he's going to be willing to do? Because he, he did it for four years. He swallowed his pride for four years when LeBron was here and stepped aside and, and well, for about three years out of the four. Yeah. So he stepped aside and swallowed his pride and he paid money and he gave, he gave a lot to a lot of people. And he let Dan, he let David Griffin, you know, make David Griffin had to make those moves. I, I think so. But yes, you know, you, you, you came out with a championship and then quote unquote, he immediately he wanted his team back. That's, that's how that story goes. And, you know, no matter who you hire, like when, when you're bringing people up, when you're just bumping people up, is that just because you want to protect your power? Is that it? Yeah. So that, that's the something, thing. Like yeah. ultimately, like, is it the, is Dan the root cause of the, the, the cycle? Like, is that sort of where the it's owner, at? It's got, I mean, it's, the yeah. buck's got to stop with him at some point, yeah. right? I, I mean, mean, so, so is Grant yeah. different? Is Grant different other than like hiring like an art director? You know what I mean? Like, other other things that are, is that Grant is going to approach differently in terms of like if he is Jason and, and Joe wrote in their athletic store, like if he's sort of assuming a lot of control and is being groomed in that direction, like, does he yeah. approach this differently than Dan does in certain ways? And like, I think he has at different first, interests. He has first, different interests. Yeah. I, but, you know, I think people are if, say he owns this team, say Grant owns this team. Hey, how old is he? 23, 24, right? He's young. Yeah, he's like just out of college. At first, I think it's got to be natural. I think at first with anybody, they want to emulate their father. And his father's obviously been very successful in his businesses. And then I think there's going to be times where just you split the generation splits and then you become your own man and you make your own decisions. But that means you're going to have to make a lot of mistakes to learn from those decisions. The other side of it is what I'm nervous about is that he immediately goes, I want to go away from my father. I don't want to do this this way. All right. Well, listen, I, I don't think that Dan Gilbert is a perfect owner by any means, but obviously he's done some things. Okay. I got to figure out what some of those things are before I say statements like that. But, but I'm sure that he's done some things the right way and there's been some good ideas there. Okay. If he's done the good ideas, do you want to just separate from that and go off? Because you know, you're not Dan Gilbert's in his fifties and you know, you, you got to know him in his late thirties and forties. Like there was an established part of him there. He'd built businesses before you bring him in. This, this man is, is his son. And so many people will just see him as his son and that may rub him the wrong way. And it might make him more, forceful in some of his decisions and that could lead them down a bad path i just want to get back my whole goal is to get back to the playoffs i can't tell them one way to do it my whole goal is to get back to the playoffs because i just don't want to end up being like the kings i just don't you know for as all these nice success stories here we still have the kings just out there and in, in the ether just well the Cavs are the kings if not for lebron james it's sort of the thing about it. like lebron is like 
LeBron is like the world's best paper mache that he covers up all of your mistakes and gets you a title and like helps yeah. you like compete against the those Warriors teams. And then it's like, <sighs> oh, right. He was the infrastructure. Like yeah. the Cavs have never had infrastructure week. No, it's yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. It's they've they've never had that. I, and like the Browns I, did God, it. I just thing. wanted to build something that's I know I know they can't do it, but they, give me something palatable. Give me something that's I know they can't go back and win a title, but just give me something palatable here. I shouldn't say it like that, but I just don't think they will for a very long time. Oh no. I don't think there's really any path the Cavs win the title unless LeBron, for some reason, is so fed up with what happened in L.A. this year. He demands a trade back, and even then, I don't even know if it'd work. But the Miles, man, the Miles might the finally Miles. be creeping. That and like post bubble is just like it, wasn't it, it? It was. I know people were dragging the Lakers last night, but it was sad to watch LeBron go out like that, like in the first round. After first time I, ever. First time ever, and then somebody pointed this out. I forget who said it, but he's made the playoff 15, playoffs 15 years, and this is the first time he hasn't won in the first round. Um, one, I'm just extremely thankful it wasn't with the Cavs because I don't think I'd want to carry that stink with me, but it's just it's just sad to watch him go out. It was, it was sad watching Anthony Davis hobble for five minutes. Like You could tell he wasn't right. You could tell that was a snap decision by the Lakers. You could tell... Um, it was a little bit of too little too late of them not benching Andre Drummond for Marc Gasol. And I know it didn't have any impact to the grand scheme of things because they still lost, but I think it would have made a little bit of a difference for the Lakers. I don't know. It's just it's just sad to watch. He knows. Uh, he knows. Yeah. He, to hear him in that post game, he, he's making that weird joke about Space Jam. Yeah. Like he knows. I, yeah. I think if, if you asked him, if you gave him a couple of drinks and you asked him, he's like, yeah, he, he probably could have sacked up and carried him past Phoenix if he really, really wanted to. What are you going to do the next round and the round after that and then the finals? Like, you got so – and Anthony Davis comes out there and there had to be a part in his head where he's just like this. It'd be nice to win two titles in a year. It'd be great to win two titles in 12 months. That'd, that'd be a hell of a story. And – the the Jordan psychos out there would would not take it well, and the and the the, the anti LeBron people would not take it well. But some things aren't just meant to be, and I think he just figured, let's just let's go back home and let's rest yep. up, and we'll Everyone. see if we can't make another run here in the next year. I I don't need, I don't think you people are like he's pissed. I go I don't know how pissed he was. I don't know how mad he was. I, I, I yeah, I don't think I don't think he was pissed either. I think if he had more time, he'd say uh, Space Jam Two is going to be out in theaters July sixteenth, but also available on HBO Max if you're a subscriber. But yeah, that comment really it made me pause because I'm like, I guess the only thing I can say is the Lakers had a very short off season because the bubble in Orlando went so late, and then the season started up back up in December, and the Lakers, you know, are a marquee franchise, so they start up right away. Maybe this is a chance for LeBron to finally rest and feel right for once to spend time with his kids again, and maybe this will help him reset his mentality, and maybe they have one last hurrah. But I think I'm going to sound like it. I'm sure people are going to freezing cold takes clip this audio say and say this, but I think Father Time and on just the mileage, like Chris said, has finally caught up to him a little bit, and it's just going to slow the Lakers down, and I think we're going to slowly see LeBron become the second fiddle in L.A., and if Anthony Davis steps up to it, that's even better, but I don't know. It's interesting willing. to see. I don't know. Damien, Damien Lillard posted that uh, post about his loyalty on Instagram, so now people are saying the Lakers should trade for him, so I don't know. It's going to be an interesting offseason to see what happens. I think LeBron will try and pull some strings behind the scenes one last time to maybe make one last run, like go grab another superstar. I, I think something's you know, going to happen. 
I don't even think about the it. Cavs, whoever is going to happen. I think something's going to happen. I don't even think about it. It's been two out of three years where he's been injured. You know, they kept him out, and I and I, and I thought they made the right move uh, two years ago, where they, you know, they didn't make the playoffs and they kind of shut him down. And then last year, you know, they had the bubble, and it's just it's set up perfectly for LeBron. Set up perfectly for him. He's obsessed. He's chasing a legend. You know, these other guys, they're not chasing. They don't have legends to chase. You know, they got money. They got they got things that they want to do, but they're not they're not chasing this this rarefied air that LeBron is. That makes his his goal that much more different. He's got to, Evan, to your point, he's got to be willing to. I know he always talks about how he's be willing, he's willing to step aside. He's got to be really willing to step aside because I don't believe when he says that. You know, I, I think that the only person who's ever played with LeBron is Dwayne Wade. I think everybody else has played for him. I think that's why Ke- why Kyrie got upset. I think that's why so many guys, you know, they don't always have the best experiences. They have good experiences with LeBron, but there's also stories where it, it can be exhausting because mm-hmm. you're playing for him, and he's only going to be that good for that long. So, you know, if he starts to fall apart, if he starts to fall apart, I think it has a certain impact on his legacy. I think that this loss has a certain impact on his legacy. And the only reason for that is this discussion of him versus Michael will never die. As much as you may want it to, it's going to be there forever. I think it's up on the, the pillars of general sports talk, general garbage sports talk anymore, where Pete Roche being in the Hall of Fame, Mount Rushmore, you know, that type of thing. I think it's going to be up there. And I think that this will be used for whatever reason will be used against them. So if it can be used against them in, in some argument between two or three guys, I think it's going to be used again. So I have, I have to say in basketball, if he's in that rarefied air, then it, it has to affect his legacy in some way, somehow. But if he goes out there and he just falls apart, you know, so be it. Because Lima got hot with me today. He goes, what did you say about Kobe at the end? I go, we really, I mean, maybe I said, Lima, maybe you did, but we really didn't compare Kobe. God rest his soul, we didn't really compare Kobe to Michael. And he had won five championships, and we did, but we still never did it. With LeBron, we do it constantly. And so people are looking for any reason to go for or go against. If he would have went, if they would have put him on his back, and he would have won a finals again, two straight finals, would have beaten the young kids again. It's not part of his legacy. So if mm-hmm. it's part of his legacy, then there's something that has to hurt his legacy in, in a little fashion. It's it's a very small part of this huge thing that he's built. But it's there no matter what. No, as much as I hate it, I don't want to admit that because I really, really, really like LeBron a lot. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of his. But I have to. The other thing I'll just say about him, um, and this is a uh, point I'm seeing from Jake Kyle Mann when he was talking about LeBron. Um, hey guys, Evan here. We got to pay the bills one more time for today's episode with Ken, part two of our conversation with Ken. But I want to give you a quick word from our sponsor, Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball action is in full swing. Get it? Because baseball, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. So, 
Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but only if you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. LeBron is like the ultimate floor raiser that he like almost like limits your ability to like actually develop guys. Like in theory, the Lakers should have been like the okay. Let's say the Cavs. They should have been like playing like some kind of young guy when he was here the second time to try to like to push that guy forward a little bit. But it's like okay, like we we don't have time for that because we have a title window. So you the coach the the organization you go all in because you have a title window, and that makes the downfall like really hard. Like th- depending on what happens with AD and his health and everything, and like they ha- obviously have the advantage because AD is a going to be in his prime if healthy superstar. Like. The, the 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 post LeBron era is, is extremely hard. It just becomes extremely extremely hard. And the Cavs are still. I think the Cavs are like feeling the the brunt of like, hey, we we have LeBron. It's impossible to really try to develop young talent while he's around. It just is like he raises yep. your floor so high that like you can't. It's hard to afford like twenty minutes a game for like rookie Jetty Osmond and st- to like play and see what he can do or like a two-way guy and you know they missed on stuff too like i think spending it's objectively hilarious that they spent like over two million dollars to take k felder like there's stuff that they did that was not the best use of talent acquisition um like their initial two-way guys like no disrespect were like london parantes and john holland like those are not like future those are never future rotation guys but like it's really hard and i think the Cavs are still cycling out of that ultimately and i think the lakers will feel that too but it's just a reminder that like lebron makes you better then and then there there's a there is like a cost to pay for all the winning just because sports sports are no one lasts 20 years like the spurs are are an anomaly for a reason like that no team does this like so like father like the the chiefs at some point even with mahomes will probably suck for like a year or two like it just happens that like winning comes at a cost and you and you got to deal with it we always talk about the patriots and and tom brady and the in the pay cuts that he was willing to take they still became top heavy they became top heavy. They didn't have a lot of talent around Tom Brady at the end. Mm-hmm. And then he went somewhere else and a team that had space and he was willing to make that move. There's, I think it's natural. I think that teams, you know, with LeBron at the end in 2018, that was the word used for him. This is the word used now for this Lakers team. And now it's going to be exactly what you said, Evan, where, all right, is he willing to, at going on 37, is he going to be willing to take that step and let somebody else come to the forefront Will he be willing to be a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar with magic? Will he be willing to do that? And I, I don't know. I don't know. He, he's no matter what he says, he acts so magnanimous, and he can be, but he has a massive ego that we all know he has, and he has pride. And I don't know if he's willing to do that because the greats, the truly greats, they're control freaks. And he may very well be a control freak, and that may cause a problem for them going into next year, too. Yeah. Ken, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so Thank much you for guys. coming on. I hope I did okay for you. I hope you, I can oh, come on great. again. This, this is wonderful. Point. Look, we we took like a week off, and we're just like, can't do this right now. Needed to clear our brains, and this was our return. And this was as, this is better than Ev, me talking to Evan about the same stuff again. Like The, the amount of times we've had Colin Sexton discussions on this podcast is like, Oh Brutal. God! Next yeah, to his sorry. Kobe Altman grease board is uh, how many days have we gone? <laughs> how many discussing Col- how many Colin Hiram, Sexton? How many Hiram tweets have I gotten about him being better than Booker or whatever? Um, and him spelling your name incorrectly at the same time. <laughs> look, it's a bit at this point. I just assume, and I I, I love that for him. Okay. Yeah, I was about to say because it's like better than Devin Booker. Yeah. Um, 
that that's that's the new hot take in Cavs hardcore Cavs fandom is uh Colin Sexton's on par with like Devin Booker, Jamal Murray, oh, there's a, CJ there's McCollum. A, there's a fine line between hardcore Cavs fan and just being nuts. I just, I don't know if like there is a very fine but hard line where you're gonna go. Oh boy, okay, you've crossed over. Yeah, and you got to separate yourself from that. But it's how old are you guys? You guys are younger than me. I know it. How old um, are you? I'm 28. I'm, I'm about to be 28. Yeah, there you go. I mean, Hiram's been calling in Sports Talk Radio since I was you know, 11 years old, man. So, you know, Hiram's been Hiram's had some takes. He has had some takes, and so Colin Sexton is one. There's lots of takes. I hope he's right about it. it just so happens he's never really right about them. So. There's a lot of them. I go, man, I hope you're right. I really hope you're right. Really hope you're right. I really hope he's right about Colin Sexton. I think Colin Sexton can be a quality player. I think Colin Sexton is one of those guys that they pay and it goes to a not so great place or they trade and he ends up on a really competitive team and people just fall in love and it's going to burn our asses to sinners that – well, the Cavs gave up on him. Like, no, you guys don't understand. You guys don't. We try to make him number one, and he, he's not a number one. Yeah, Just be ready. Just be ready. Uh, Colin, for that. Colin Sexton as Jimmy Butler's co-star in Miami is like the darkest timeline of this. Jesus. And then like Tyler Hero's like shooting thirty-six percent from the field while like dressing insanely in Cleveland. Yeah, that was the first place my brain went to. Is they'll trade us Tyler Hero. Hey, he's out on East Fourth. He's partying too much, and he sucks. <laughs> he's just he's just hanging out in dive bar like repeatedly. That was like their big thing down in Miami. That what can he handle this? What who was who wrote it? That can he handle the celebrity? I don't even know. He's not able to handle his know. celebrity in Miami. Look, there's like five. There's like he'll be at like one of like the two strip clubs in the flats. I mean, I watch a lot of basketball, not as much as you guys, but I watch a lot of basketball. Tyler Hero. The only way I know it's Tyler Hero if he came up to me and punched me in the face is that he's tall. That's the only thing. <laughs> Which I've used that line before. I used to do it on Joe Schobert. Then I got to know Joe Schobert. I'm like, okay, at least I know Joe Schobert if he punched me in the mouth. But That's I wouldn't fair. know. I just go as a tall guy. I don't know who the hell he is. Tyler Hero, he punched me yeah. in the mouth. Ken, thanks go. so much. Uh, before we, as we wrap up, just tell everyone again if they're if they're unaware or living under a rock, just get the plugs off and, and where they can find you. Well, hell, I've been around for so long. I'd hope now I haven't been around that long so far. I mean, you've got uh, the. I'm waiting for the Senate run. Honestly, now that we've seen that photo of you and and you're shaking the hand, I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the pack, the super pack. I'm I'm really waiting. I mean, I got some terrible skeletons in my closet, man, <laughs> and they will come out. Uh, you know what? I want to push the. I'll push the podcast. We have a podcast on Tuesdays and Thursdays after the show, uh, right after the show on 92.3 The Fan Extra. Listen to that. And, of course, uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10 on The Fan. And, uh, yeah, there we go. Fantastic, fantastic people to be around. And you guys are fantastic people to be around. And I'm Aww. glad to be around you. A pleasure, Ken. Thank you. Before we go, I want to tell you about the Locked On Today podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.